Welcome to It's Just Tech. I'm your host, Kyle David. On this podcast, we talk about technology ranging from TV tech to PC specs, from headphones to cell phones, and even video games and movies, because I love talking about all that and more. So let's jump right in. This is the first ever episode of It's Just Tech. Welcome again. Um, so just to introduce myself again, uh, my name is Kyle Darrett. I'm a 20-something based in the Bay Area or Northern California, if you're not familiar with the hip lingo of the West Coast or anywhere, really. Um, real quick, just technology itself is like such a big thing in my life, uh, like PC, TV, audio, gaming, and I think uh, movies and TV shows kind of go with that culture of tech. They're all kind of intertwined, if you will. Um, you know, so like just gaming in general, like I grew up as it being like a huge part of my life growing up. I remember like games like Knights of the Old Republic, 1 and 2, Mass Effect, Persona, 3 to 5. Um, 5 is more recent, of course, and 4. Uh, Dragon Age, all those games were really big. And StarCraft, I was a huge StarCraft player. I used to play it all the time before school. Uh, in elementary school, my dad had like one of those old school Macs that were like clear and like some weird teal color. He used to play StarCraft like by myself. And then like I found out you can play online. And then I found some of this random clan. It was like my first, my own first personal like um, entryway into like multiplayer online gaming, which was really weird. And I had some like weird name and I was in like, that clan somehow. Um, that's neither here or there. Uh, yeah. That part was huge. Cartoons, TV, uh, movies were so big. And, you know, I was always interested as a kid how everything kind of worked. I remember I wanted to take apart the TV and, like, the gaming systems. But obviously I couldn't because my dad would get mad at me because they cost money and my family wasn't very well off. Um, as I grew up, I didn't really care for it for a while because I got into theater and stuff. And I got into acting, which led me to be more into movies and TV and gaming and voiceovers and learning more about that world. And a lot about different voiceover people and cartoons, TV, gaming. And then when I got, I moved to Bay Area for a bit, I would say like six, five, poof, it's been a while, uh, 2013, 2012. So eight or seven years ago, I moved up here and I uh, worked at a, a cinema, a Cinemark for a bit. And I was like, this is not my thing. And then uh, I applied for Best Buy, a small box. A small box store and it was in the home theater department and I just fell in love. The guy there that was in charge of the Magnolia, which is like the high end home theater section of Best Buy, really like instilled this confidence and like this knowledge to me about how the technology works and the importance of like beyond just the marketing words. And it was very informational to the point where obviously you use it, that information to sell products, upsell, downsell, whatever you want to do. Um, and I think I found it so informative and so like enlightening because when you see a difference between two TVs, it's it's crazy. You compare it to the sides, it's ridiculous. Same content, um, just out of the box settings. It's crazy how different they can be. Of course, you can calibrate it, but it takes money, it takes time. But um, yeah, it was it was just crazy to me. And then like I got introduced to audio and the significance behind that. And like the main thing that he would always tell me, uh, Marcus was my manager name. He would always tell me this. He was like, you know, audio is 50% of what you watch. 
So, of course, it's important. People forget that. People think something that's shiny with their eyes and they can appreciate is good. But getting a sound bar, getting some actual audio system, the receiver and stuff, changes the game completely to, you know, the halfway mark between movie theater quality to just the TV speakers and stuff like that. Of course, I will go through more of that information and just the stuff that really inspired me to get to technology and create this podcast ultimately um, is just the how people people don't know people people don't know the difference of uh, the technology and TV and how much it's changed over the past like decade or so and how important it is to kind of um, find a TV that's right for you beyond just doing a, a brand name a product you know um, what's most cost effective what what colors like do you like what pops what doesn't pop you know, do you want something that's more cinematic and more what the uh, the movie director or the TV creator want you to see? So that's that. That's just me in a nutshell of technology and how much I love it personally. Uh, so yeah, that's me. And I'll, of course, I'll, I'll probably keep um, introducing myself, probably smaller doses of this over the next few episodes, because of course this is new. Uh, but for now, we're going to transition into something I like to call... Big tech news, but a big tech news. All right. So the first thing I really want to highlight um, for this section, this segment, is that I'm going over tech news across all of tech, from you know PCs to VR to TVs to whatever it is. So it's gonna be broad, and of course, I love your feedback. You to tell me if it's too much information, too many, too much news to handle at once. Because if it is, I totally totally understand um let's get right into it the first big notes probably have one two three four, five, we have oof, nine i think nine big articles of, of information i really want to talk about that i think it's really cool um if anyone's been following pc technology recently all the people know that uh nvidia just um did their conference of their stream on uh the 3080 and the the 30 series of the GPUs, which is really exciting. Um, as someone who built his own PC in the past like five years, got really into it, spent way too much money. Uh, it's really exciting just to see how much gains we're getting for just you know FPS efficiency and just power efficiency in these in these systems. So I'm really excited for that. Really excited for thir- the 3080, 3090. I'm not excited for the paying for it eventually. But the big tech news is, of course, is that um, AMD is going to debut their stuff soon. Not only their CPUs and the the uh, <clears throat> the uh, their CPUs and also their GPUs soon. Um, they just showed a new picture of. I think I have the link. One second yes. on PC Gamer. I have here from Sean Prescott um, a picture and an article that they just leaked out the Radeon RX 6000 series, um, which features a new cooler design. And it really is big Navi. It is a huge GPU. I would argue it's as big as my 1080 Ti was when I had it, which is probably great because I think the main thing for AMD and Radeon, uh, when I had one at a 480 for a bit, uh, which is overheated, you know, and that was a big problem. And uh, not overheated per se, but it was run too hot from comfort. Obviously, your computer take a lot. Um, and if it's properly ventilated, of course. But I think more fans, the better. If my sensor can run cooler and quietly, I think it's a big win. Um, as long as it's not taxing for my system. I have an open, this is a little tangent, I have a, more of an open uh, 
system. Uh, it has no like sides, just the system and tempered glass on the other side. That's all it really is. It's really interesting. Um, neither here or there. So that's a big one. If you want to see that, I uh, know Radiant RX just tweeted out the picture. So definitely check that out um, on their main Twitter official account. Uh, next piece of news that's really cool is that, well, not really cool, really weird and interesting, but Asus, of course, does a lot of their weird Republic gaming um, brand, and they're partnering up with Ikea to make PC gaming furniture. For what? God knows. Who knows? Um. I don't know what, what they're going to do. I guess because Herman Miller and Logitech did their luxury gaming chairs. Um, Asus and Ikea were like, you know what? It's our turn. Do I agree? I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they can come out with. Um, I personally think gaming, furniture gaming, technology, gaming, headsets, it's all just a gimmick, in my opinion. Uh, sometimes they're just all plastic and they have cool lights and stuff it's like ooh, you know but we all fall for it like i have rgb keyboard do i need one no is it cool yeah it is you know whatever um but obviously it's it's gonna be really interesting um what they're gonna do with it especially ikea i'm not sure who their target market is it, what feels like more of a family home um of course gamers go in there but you know it's very different and like if I can only imagine a, a, a family, a mom and dad going it and, and their kids and the dad wants to get it maybe, or the mom and their their respective others just like, uh, no, that looks ugly. Why would we buy that and try to build it without any instructions? <sighs> Sorry, I have very strong feelings about Ikea as I get older. So that's that, Asus and Ikea partnering up. Next piece of news, which I thought, um, really exciting for people who are into vr is that facebook quote-unquote leaked who knows leaks are so weird nowadays um leaked uh oculus quest to standalone vr headset through twitter i don't know how you leak something through twitter in my opinion i mean maybe they released it too early but it's really exciting um it's supposed to have almost 4k display quality it's to be lighter it's supposed to be shallower and it's supposed to be you know what we want it's really hard to judge based on that picture they have which is a I think on the Twitter, it's just a side view. It's not a really good angle of it. But of course, it has the all white look that we always love. It's really exciting. Uh, I know The Verge has an article on it that I went through and it has the um, from Walking Cat who tweeted the picture. Um, so that's a fun part of that. Shout out to Facebook for um, being led by a lizard and also leaking stuff. Uh, next part is uh, TV news. Um, this is a little bit different. I think most people don't keep up with TVs, but TCL, which is a, um, a pretty uh, up and coming brand, I would say, apparently to Vizio, uh, is going to release their QD OLED during at IFA 2021, which is the only other company to rival Samsung with the same technology. Because, you know, this is weird, but if Samsung is a big hitter in the TV industry, so the fact that they're have someone else who's going to compete with them with the same technology. It's really interesting. Um, TCL, like I said, it's a smaller market, a smaller company, but then bought out um, a company who makes displays for part of, uh, I think, Jap Japan's uh, TV line and a few other companies in Japan that were interested in QD OLEDs. QD OLEDs, I'll explain later. It's, it's not too complicated, but rather save that for when I talk about displays later in this podcast episode. That's really exciting. Uh, it was actually confirmed in an interview posted by someone. Um, 
I'm going to butcher this name. I'm so sorry, sir. Marek Marcijewski. Oof, not good. It's TCL's product development director for Europe. I think Germany. Um, it's really exciting. He talked about it and he said how excited he is to kind of hopefully release that later in 2021. Um, super exciting for TV people because that might be the next step beyond OLED and find that gap bridge between uh, regular LCD and OLED. Something that doesn't have as much burn-in problems. Next piece of news is weird, but I saw the pictures and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll get one. Big fan of LG's displays. So LG is actually, the rumor is that LG has a wing phone coming out. It's a phone basically from what I perceive just from looking at it. Cena put out a premiere full reveal. Should highlight. It's basically it's a phone that has. Think of an iPhone, but then you can. There's two. There's two, LED LCD displays, and the first, the one on the front, just goes to the side and makes the phone a T. And so you have the screen in a landscape view, and then underneath that is the actual phone. They can hold the normal like vertical, when it has like the text messaging or different apps you can use below it. I like to think of it as. Like when Samsung, you can the Samsung phone, you can do like a split screen, have like one app at the bottom, one at the top. But with this, it's LG's version of like having one app at the bottom and then the whole screen at the top. Really cool. Check it out. Um, it's the phone, it's LG's first phone on the Explorer product to bring more like weird, interesting designs. Because obviously, phones nowadays have really become so streamlined and mainlined it, whether you know it'd be good or bad. Sweet. Uh, Next piece of news, of course, is thus news and more just and something to keep in mind of since it is more tech related. Um, PlayStation 5, the conference is Wednesday. How exciting. We finally released it. We finally get a price. Hopefully, that's what I think everyone's anticipating. It makes no sense if you don't do that. But, you know, a price release date, pre-orders, um, maybe talk about the digital version also since it has been leaked. Um Especially since Xbox's and Microsoft's version, or Xbox just got leaked, like, the information happened and they released all their stuff. I think it's super important for Sony to get out there and kind of, you know, hopefully gain some ground um, in this quote unquote console wars. My opinion always is um, get them all. Why not? Gaming is fun. Do I limit yourself to one thing? Moving on to the next two big things are much more. Uh, last two pieces of articles are about TV slash movie culture. Um, one big one is HBO's Last Week Tonight with John Oliver got renewed until 2023. Woo! Really exciting. Big fan of him. Really deserves it. I think he's really... Uh, I wouldn't say he's underrated. But I guess I feel like most people don't know about John Oliver. Because most people don't have HBO. They see clips of him, but ultimately, other people don't know about John Oliver. Which is unfortunate because he's a wonderful wonderful commentator on um, the current climate and does really, really informative um, pieces about today's culture and things that have happened in the past. I think that's why I made this podcast because I like that kind of look at it. Um, last piece of news we have is Ant-Man 3 cast Lovecraft Country's HBO's new TV show, Lovecraft Country's Jonathan Majors as King the Conqueror. Um, for any Marvel heads out there, any comic book fans, that's big, in my opinion. I think he's a wonderful actor. What I've seen him, I have not seen him in Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, um, yet. I heard great things about him, but I've seen other things, and he's always been a wonderful actor. And as King the Conqueror, that's super exciting. Um, he's a pretty big uh, baddie, you know, big baddie, mm. big baddie uh, in the Marvel universe. 
and hopefully he will be extended to the Avengers timeline. Avengers kind of uh, big bad villain list, which would be nice of going to Galactus or whoever else they would go to. But yeah, that is all the news we got for today. I'll be covering more news later this week. Um, if I decide to, probably less, not as long, hopefully. Let's hope for that. And let's talk about something I'm personally, um, you know, really fond of. Uh, we're going to move on to talking about a more informative discussion about TV displays. Uh, a few things I really want to point out, like focus on, which TVs and the displays, as opposed to TVs as a whole, um, is that the display part is what obviously we see. It's what a lot of people I feel like uh, is the most important part of buying a TV. Like I said earlier, people forget about audio. People forget about you know the functionalities. Like, do you really need a streaming like a, a built-in streaming device? Most people don't. Honestly, most people don't. But whew, I think the first thing I want to talk about is that uh, is by brands. I think it's super important. People like you know Samsung. People like Samsung. People like Sony. People like LG. Those are like the big three brands with Vizio on the up and up. Um, we've seen brands. Go away, Sharp, Philips, great brands like that. Panasonic, rest in peace. Um, those are all great brands with TCL and other brands, but they may be, they're all there. But with those main three, they have such good marketing and, su and such, right? And the technology is great that they have such a big stranglehold on the market. I think it's really important for people to realize that obviously with pro calibration, the TV differences aren't that big. But obviously with brands like Sony, what makes them really good is that um, it may not be as bright as, say, other brands like Samsung or LG, but it has great motion clean, motion smoothing technology. Motion processing chips in there are top notch. I, In my opinion, you cannot get beat by LG or Samsung. No way. Even with their more... Uh, middle mid-range 4K line. At this point, we're talking about just 4K TVs. 1080p TVs are feel like basically dead at this point. So 4K TVs, OLEDs, LEDs, LCD, um, LEDs, which I'll go into tech, the terminology of that in a little bit. I think it's important to kind of know what those are basically. But um, yeah, Sony has some of the best motion technology out there. I think it can't be beat. I think it's great for sports and games. Um, not depending on what kind of gaming you're doing. If you're doing more competitive gaming, more shooters, you're probably better off going with the other two brands. But if you're playing more single player games, RPGs, um, whatever it may be, you're, you're better off with Sony, hands down. Uh, real quick thing about uh, people like saying, like, oh, I got a Sony gaming console, like I got a Sony TV. That's a bunch of BS. People think that synergy is there, that marketing term of synergy between systems. Like it's bullshit. It's very rarely that's actually work. And does it work good? Is also very rare. Um, what I mean by that is like people would, if you ever go to a Best Buy, which you know I'm not, I personally don't think I'm guilty of, but I've seen other coworkers do. But like, oh, you got a Samsung TV? You gonna get this TV? Well, you gotta get the Samsung soundbar too. Together, they make it so much better. Bullshit. Total bullshit. Doesn't matter. We get a feature or two that are cool, yeah. But ultimately, what you really care about, right? Those features are just there maybe twice a year. 
between like you know just you use those features twice a year like um in the hookup the sound bar to the tv you can use it it they hook up via a, a very distinct individual bluetooth connection bullshit no one cares about that ultimately but people care about is the quality nice feature no one cares moving on so screw synergy um like i said sony motion processing biggest thing uh i would say more of a in my opinion a darker color quality to it hue i don't say that but um i think that's term i like using i think a lot of people like using if you ever watch any tv reviewers uh, the villa man big fan of him stop the fomo great guys great artings ratings sorry ratings are spelled artings.com um go over this kind of stuff but basically if you want more truer to what the the director the the film crew uh director tv director game director want you to see from a visual aspect of course um sony gets that the best lg gets that the best right uh, I feel like Sony's OLED or LED forms, both are great. Um, but if you want LED strictly, uh, forget LG. LG's OLED system, stick with OLED, and that is it. Um, moving on to another brand, LG, right? Great, great brand, wonderful brand. Does it, I, I think it may be, I'm not sure if it's true or not. It might have been Sony that started OLED, but they made OLEDs popular. OLEDs. And now you're wondering to yourself, Kyle, you're yelling all these terms at me. I'm not explaining to them. It's a really bad podcast thing. I'm going to write you a strongly worded email or letter, except fan mail, letter or email about why I don't understand what the hell you're saying. Fair enough. Uh, OLED technologies, organic LEDs, organic light emitting diodes. That's the full unabbreviated term. What that means for you as a consumer, what that means for anyone, is that it basically OLEDs can control the light itself and turn it off, basically. So what made plasma so great, right, is that the black levels are great, um, is because each individual LED light can turn off and turn on. So that's how you get the, the best blacks you can with an OLED, is because it can turn off individual lights and give, instead of what would usually happen in a regular LED TV, they would have zones and certain zones would turn off and on because the, the light bulbs are just bigger and less control over them. So they make zones as opposed to LED OLEDs have so many different, there's, there's so many um, light bulbs that you're fine. And the ability to have that turn on and off is great. Um, I think the other thing, I'm not sure this is runs true anymore, but if I remember correctly, since it can do that, it basically has its own has four different colors essentially, right? It has blue or three colors in a shade. Um, it has blue, green, and red, right? The RGB. And it has technically white because it can turn on and off that light, giving me the blackest blacks and the whitest whites, which is amazing. So that's OLED, right? Wonderful technology. Um, anytime you want to go towards an LG, you see it. Uh, it's really probably best for rooms that are. Uh, Places or to, uh, homes that are less sunlight com have less sunlight coming in, because so OLEDs work best in darker rooms. Um, you can use an OLED in like a regular room that comes out, has a lot of sunlight, but you're getting a lot of reflective glare, which no one likes. Um, but that's what makes but OLEDs are probably the truest to what the, the color that you want, and probably in my opinion, arguably has the truest form of HDR. Um, people would argue that 
Samsung does because it's so bright and they can hit those that knit the luminance level that you need to hit HDR. I kind of disagree from my personal taste. Um, I think OLED's color quality is probably the best. LG's OLED's qualities are the best. The only other thing that you'd have to worry about ever, ever with OLEDs is burning. Burn-in isn't new for most people. Well, it is for most people, but burn-in was basically what plasmas had. That was one of two downsides to plasma is burn-in and is uh, how heavy those freaking things are. Oh, one more. And if you mess up the screen, gas comes out, your TV's just fucked. Excuse my language. Moving on. Um, yeah, burn-in. Burn-in is a problem still. It isn't as big as it was, let's say, two or three years ago. The technology has in, in built, the t- built into the TV as ways to alleviate that. Um, there are always things that you can do. I think people, like, I'm I'm a big Reddit person, but people on Reddit are like, oh, you can get the babies with the OLED. I'm like, you don't have the babies with the OLED. You have to be a little bit more cautious, of course. I'm a gamer. If I play games on a TV, I have the same HUD system, same thing. Like, it's uh, Madden NFL. 21 yes i do play it no i did not buy it because that is a travesty of a situation because that game has not changed in the past like four years moving on lg oleds burning if i had a, if i played a game the ticker at the bottom when i play nfl and the ticker at the top for the scores if i could play that game like every day for the next like year or two those eventually would burn into the screen and you would see like a those marks or a little shadow of that on your screen as you watch anything annoying i've seen this in tvs when i used to work at best buy we had an oled and like obviously it would play the same content over and over and eventually that content would like parts of the content that were really distinct i think it's um certain colors or i think it's like black or something will stay on the screen like i said that problem isn't happening as much and it only happens if the TV's on like 24-7. You're playing the same game 24-7, which for some, a lot of people, most people isn't going to happen, right? Like I game a lot, but the most I play a game, the same game is uh, like once a day. Like I play Madden like two or three times a week for like two or three hours and I stop. Um, I like variety, variety. So that's that. Um, Burn-in, like I said, doesn't need to be a big problem. Can be. Especially if you're using the system as a PC monitor, which I will get into later. But obviously, you need certain things to do your your uh, your screen background and your screen savers to make sure you don't stay get that burn in. Next big brand, um, Samsung. 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 People love Samsung. That's when I worked at Best Buy. People loved it. I was a Samsung rep or expert in my store for a while. Um, bunch of BS if you ask me, but people love Samsung because it's just so bright, which is fine. You know, I get it. Um, people, I like to consider, like, it's not a straight out of the box. A lot of the colors they would use on the TVs and the demos, which the colors were such a highlighter color, and you wouldn't see the shades you'd probably want in a TV realistically. If you compared that, it's like, oh, that these two reds one's really bright and super cool looking but this red is like which has more shade to it more dynamics to it you know it's, a, it's not just highlighter red it's like a specific shade of red and so it's nicer in my opinion but yeah samsung's really good with that it's just really bright um tvs and they specialize in leds um 
which is great. But I think they call it QLEDs, which is just, it's their own, their quantum dot LEDs, just means they have a higher end tech version of LEDs. That's all it really means. As a consumer, it doesn't matter to you. It just means it's a brighter picture, better colors, ultimately, from comparably to other LEDs. Excuse me. Um, also makes them great that they also have a good motion technology inside um, for gaming specifically. I think, like I said, Sony beats them out. But when it comes to gaming, if you're a gamer, when you use a TV as a PC monitor, which I plan to next year, um, LG, I would say any of these three brands are great. But for PC monitoring, if you for PC monitoring, you want VRR, which is ver variable refresh rate, which means when you play games on a PC and you have your frame rate going, jumping up and down, and you want it to be smooth and it goes up and down instead of just kind of choppy, um, you want VRR. But only two brands do that right now, and two high-end, I guess sort of mid-range um, TVs do that as LG's OLED series and uh, Samsung's, I think, Q80T and Q90T, Q95T if you're in UK, I believe. Um, those are the TVs that do that, that give you the best quality VR, I think from like six or 40 to 144 Hertz, which is great. Um, they have 2.1 HDMIs, which is important for gamers in the future for gaming. If you're a PC gamer and arguably, um, people are going to refute me on this, but PS5 and Xbox Series X, they all have 2.1. New GPUs are have 2.1. Basically what that means is that you're going to have better frame rates, better data transfer, for the games. Essentially, I would believe just a better quality image overall. Yeah, so Samsung, uh, low lag input, that's what people like them. Uh, compared to speaking to Sony, LG and Samsung have pretty good lag input, meaning that how long it takes for you as a gamer to click left and have it, um, having you see it inside the game. Um, a higher input lag would, you know, you push right and then you would go right a few seconds later, like half a millisecond later. Half a millisecond later, basically. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, it can be important for whoever it is, especially competitive gamers. So let's say, I know most competitive gamers that I know or people who play competitively, quote-unquote competitively, on NBA, 2K, Madden, Call of Duty, all get monitors for the most part, because like lag input for those are like one millisecond, uh, if not, you know, lower if it can. Which is great. Um, moving on from that, those are the brands, right? Samsung, LG, Sony, all great, all amazing. High-end brands that cost, you know, to get, like, probably what you'd want for a monitor or a TV or a really good quality TV. In my opinion, that's worth the money. Um, it's like a 1000 Like, the 900H uh, Sony for this mo this year, 55 inches, like a 1000 Or, like, 960 at Best Buy right now. I'm not sure if the sale going on. Right, that's how much you have to shell out, shell out for a good, TV, for a really good quality TV. If you want to go more budget, of course, with any budget TV, you are taking something away, whether it be a better refresh quality, um, refresh rate quality, better motion processing, basically better call, better better colors, um, more balanced colors. Right, I think um, it's depending on your panel, which I'll get into in a little bit. Your color might be have a more red tint, more of a blue tint, even with calibration to get it more perfect. Or, you know, movie settings that are 
supposed to be the filmmaker wants. Those sometimes have a more, you know, red quality, blue quality, you may get blooming or all these other things that you might hear about or see in any TV review. You're like, what the heck is blooming? What the heck is Halo Lights? For a long time, even knowing like two or three years worth of like information about technology, about TVs, I still am learning more and more, which is crazy about that. But uh, for brands that are cheaper and brands that you get more bang for your buck, ultimately, Vizio, TCL, Hisense, those are three brands I would say look towards. I'm going to recommend for me, but look towards if you want more uh, under a thousand 55 inch 65 inch tvs that are going to be pretty good um i would argue that vizio and tcl have better uh quality control than hisense who is hisense hisense and they're all pretty new in the past like five ten years they're pretty new um have tvs 4k tvs none of them um only one, only one that has oled is a vizio and that model is like 1300 i believe um those three models are those three. Sorry, those three brands: TCO, Vizio, and Hisense are all pretty good. Um, I think Hisense has the, from what I've read and what I've seen, has the worst quality control of them all. It really is a, a panel lottery, um, unfortunately. So if you had a bad panel, you feel the TV, the screen, the colors look weird. Even the calibration, your personal calibration, it's still something wrong with it. There's weird things happening to TV. Sometimes it's just a bad, bad model. It happens a lot um, from what I read. I think from Reddit, probably not as like like not like half the people, but it's a healthy percentage, like five percent more than the other brands. Um, TCL pretty good this year. Uh, the new model they just came out with their their mini LED systems, which is basically LED mini LEDs, just smaller LEDs. So you have more zones, better. Better lighting, see, ultimately uh, attempt at better blacks. But I've heard, I've seen at least um, from people reporting Reddit, from reviewers, like the problem with that is that there's some blooming, which means, or haloing, which means that the when you have like a, like a white or a color on a black background, you'll see some like, like a weird halo light around it or bloom around it that gives it a weird quality that probably isn't what you want, obviously. Right. Um, or what even the film person who made the, the content wanted. Yeah. So those are the displays. Uh, Vizio, of course, is an up and coming brand from Irvine. Represent. I'm from Orange County. So I definitely know them. Um, I remember seeing their first building. I was like, what the heck is that? Why is Vizio here? Anyways. Uh, yeah. Vizio is a pretty good brand. I think they are the middle ground between high end and then everyone else. They're like the middle step down, in my opinion. Um, less quality control issues. I hear a lot of software stuff they have to deal with, but they're pretty good models for the PM series. Stay away from anything else, honestly. At this point, you're not. You shouldn't be getting a 1080p TV. You should be getting a 4K TV. Um, there's enough 4K content out there to justify doing that, um, and it's just a better picture quality, which better the you know better quality overall. Because at this point, they're not selling you a good 1080p and you know, there's it's not, you know, bad, okay, then good, LED, 1080p, then bad, good, and great, 4K. It's really just bad, eh, meh, 1080p, 720 TVs that most people just trying to go towards. And then there's bad 4K, okay, 4K, great, good, whatever. It's a different range now. So at this point, you're getting, in my opinion, you're, you're 
probably should get a bad 4K or okay 4K than at good 1080p because they're hard to find in this in these past few years. <sighs> okay, so the Vizio um, came with the first OLED. Reviews are still kind of coming out for it. People are still kind of talking about it. Viewers on YouTube are still kind of uh, putting up their tests between the OLED versus the other high-end, higher-end models from other, uh, the three big brands. So far, um, looks it's a cool idea. It's good. Did more competition out against LG and um, the other and Sony who do OLEDs also. Um, yeah, uh, TCL is trying to get there with a QD LED, which is a mixture of the quantum dot system that Samsung has, uh, or that technology that Samsung kind of has been pushing in LEDs. That's really cool. So yeah, that's that's um, difference between brands and the displays. And now it's really, if you want to talk about those, the brands in general, I think it's important to know your brands before getting a TV. Because I think this is around the time people are getting TVs, is right. The TVs are announced in spring. The price drops in summer, small ones. And then you hit uh, Black Friday, which is a small drop. Goes back up to summer drop prices. Goes back down for Super Bowl. Comes back up. It was back down again as model. There's a continual drop because new models come in during spring. But this is around time. Black Friday, Super Bowl season, Super Bowl time that you should probably get a TV. I think uh, ratings.com has like a a general yearly form, a yearly like timeline of how the prices work. Um, I believe two weeks before, like a week before Black Friday is when the prices drop for TVs. And I think that's pretty true. Kind of some news would work at Best Buy. Black Friday prices for TVs were horrible when I worked at Best Buy, which was 2015, 2014. They're just abysmal because they're just lower end TVs, okay TVs, not TVs you could probably get for the price. Um, yeah, so I think it's important to talk about, like I said, it's important to talk about TVs right now since TV tie, buying time is coming up soon. Oops, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I think the last thing I want to talk about before I let anyone or everyone go is that uh, important features that you should look for as a consumer. I, I, I touched upon them, but I think the main few things you should look for, any um, TV buyer should look for, out for is if your TV is 60 hertz panel or 120 hertz panel, which makes a huge difference for viewing content for sports TV, gaming, maybe not daytime watching, but um, you'll probably see in action scenes in movies or any scenes with any fast motion. Um, the last thing you want is having a blurred TV and like not recognizing what's happening on screen because like the, the quality is not great. Um, that was a big thing when people returned TVs and people came back to me and like, I just didn't like this TV because the quality was bad. And I would, come, I would tell them like, well, this is what you wanted. You do want to pay a little bit more for a better quality panel. And it's like, well, what's the difference? And, and it's hard because even if you show someone the difference, they still don't understand until it's used with content they would watch. Like we had a bunch of demos. We tried to get a bunch of demos at our small box store before we came, before we came a big box at Best Buy, or basically a small service, a big store. We had we had the ability to show content that we either bought ourselves or we brought store used from movies and we play them and show them, Oh, look at this. Like 
we have a Sony analogy right here. Um, this is both mid-range models, which has a better motion processing. You see more blur here. Now let's put soap opera effect on, right? That's how I would sell TVs. I would use the technology I had. I would use these calibration features and these features that would enhance your viewing and um, show the motion difference. And you would see a big difference. You would see people start seeing it when you show them content that they would probably watch. So I think it's important. Motion is very important. Um, other thing is color quality. Depending, oh, color quality just ties in with where you're watching TV. If this TV is for the living room, is if it's in the living room, um, how far away are you? How bright are the lights? Do you have a lot of lights that are going to hit the TV? Is there a lot of light coming in from the windows, from the patio door? Or maybe it's a very wise, very important to know what kind of environment your TV is in. Because that will affect you in the long run. That will affect the, how much you want to watch your TV in the living room. Um, unfortunately, working at a TV store, I've learned, I have become not as bad as before, but I, I'm a TV slam at times. And so I can see the quality of the TV. I'm like, oh, geez. I go to my girlfriend, my partner's house, and she has a pretty nice TV. But it's like a, it's a Samsung 6000, which is kind of like the beginner 4K models. <laughs> For a Samsung TV, it does not get bright. It is so hard. The black like when I'm watching a dark scene in a movie or TV show or watching together or anything, it's sometimes so hard to see everyone else or any other person or any other content. Because the black levels are either too dark or too bright, and it whites out the whole picture. And so I have to choose between, do I just make it seem so I can't really see anyone, or to make a scene where I see everyone, but everyone's skin color looks so off, right? It's a choice you have to make. And I don't want to have that matrix, even after calibration. I don't want to make that choice. I want to be able to do, I want to be able to, I want to, be able to have good black levels, good skin tone colors, good colors in general, right? Proper HDR. HDR, by the way. High dynamic range just means there's a higher, more qualities of more shades of color in the colors, brighter shades without compromising the color quality, and darker shades without compromising the color quality to make it more one tone. Um, super important HDR 10, HDR 10 plus, Dolby HDR, Dolby HDR, HDR 10. Essentially the same thing. Different companies that address HDR with their own software. HDR 10, HDR 10 plus, 10 meaning 10 bit. Basically more colors. H, 8 bit, 10 bit, more colors. That's all that means. 8 bits less colors, 10 bits more colors. HDR 10 slash 10 plus is just more colors. Um, HDR 10 plus isn't, there's not much content with HDR 10 plus out. Um, standard HDR content would be HDR 10 and also Dolby um, HDR, I think it was called. Yeah, um, having TVs that can put out that content, you know, is you're looking at like a thousand dollars for high brands for someone like Hisense at their mid range models or TCL 6 series, which is a mid range TV. You're looking at uh, 400 if you get the Hisense or 650 to a thousand for those mid range models from other brands, which is not bad for a size of 55 or 65, right. And you're probably wondering, why is Hisense so cheap? Why wouldn't I get the Hisense? Like I said earlier, quality control, big issue. You might not get the panel you want. You might. Also, the motion rate is lower. So if you're a gamer, if you're a sports watcher, if you watch any kind of like a lot of movies that have action or watch Godzilla, you watch superhero movies, you'll see 
much more of a blur, much more artifacting, right? I'm going to get into this later. There's a lot of information I'm throwing at you right now. It's a lot of weird motion things happening with your high sense when you compare it to TCO, when you compare it to Vizio, and you pay more for a better quality picture. You pay less, you lose something out. And people don't realize that. I think it's important, so important, because you're going to watch this TV every day for three to four hours a day. So why don't you get something that's worth the money you get? It's, it is a luxury, of course. But if I'm buy a luxury, why don't I buy something that's a little bit better? Maybe on the top of the line, maybe not the bottom line, but right in the middle. Buy something in the middle. That's all I say. But yeah, um, that's all I have to say for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it, it makes sense to listen to. It's a lot happening in this podcast, a lot of back and forth. And I, I promise you, it will get better as time goes on, as I uh, get a little more organized in how I want to present information out to you. Um, so please, please, please come back. Tell your friends, tell your family uh, to follow this podcast. It's just tech. Uh, I'm hoping to get this um, on all streaming services as possible. Yeah. Um, hope you like listening uh next uh, next time hopefully it'll be later this week uh, it'll be after the ps the playstation uh review event and some other stuff that can come out and talk about stuff and um the 3080 roundup review and the differences between that i want to talk about in the next episode so look more the next episode will be more game focused more gaming focused um technology from console hardware to gpus cpus uh yeah thank you so much for listening once again this is it's just tech with me your host kyle darrett please come back love you peace out